It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. It's Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. Thanks for joining us today. Now, do keep in mind, if you don't catch the entirety of this podcast, you can download it anywhere on uh, Podcasts Are Found. I found it on Spotify. I found it on Apple Podcasts. Um, We've got a really great show lined up for you today. As always, we've got two fantastic guests, Katie Munoz from Moving Forward and Angel Barna with Venture Health and Life. Should be some great conversations. Of course, before we get to that, it's time for some real talk. All right, the housing market is in full swing. Inventory is up and interest rates are down, making this great for buyers. Brian, what do buyers need to know about this market? You know, we've seen a big influx of inventory, so there's lots of choices right now. We're seeing pressure off Um, As a listing broker, um, I'm finding that I'm not necessarily getting the 10 or 11 offers on a listing I got, Mm -hmm. you know, a few months back. Uh, Often I'm getting one good one, but it's a little more room for buyers to negotiate and a lot more choices for buyers. And right now, you know, interest rates are down, so affordability is high. Um, Yeah. So that's the question I'm going to throw back at you. Tell me about affordability, Dan. Yeah, so I was looking um, and doing some research about the common questions that we hear. It's like, and well, I wouldn't say complaints, but observations where buyers are out there saying, I know it's it may be a good time to buy, but gosh, things are just not super affordable. So I went to the NAR, National Association of Realtors, who compile a lot of cool statistics. And what they're showing out there is that our affordability right now is much higher than it was in the late 90s. So if you go back to late 90s, uh, all the way up until 2006, our affordability right now is much better than it was then. So what about uh, when we had our down market, 2008, 9, 10? So the interesting part about that is because we had so many foreclosures and short sales and distressed properties that, of course, and home values at that time for the first time in, what, 30 years, took a dive. Like, didn't just adjust. They took a dive. Um, You know, 10, 15, 20% uh, depreciation from 2008, 2009 through 2011. So the interesting thing about that is whenever we talk about affordability, somebody says, well, that can't be. Home prices keep going right. up. So um, you familiar with what goes into that statistic, Brian? No, please tell me. All right. Well, I will tell you. That was a leading uh, the way. minds want to know. <laughs> okay. So, so the interesting part is it's not just home prices that go into that. If you think back, Brian, I know you can do this because you're older Been than I am. While, yeah. But, you know, think back to where interest rates were, right? Um, right. In two thousand, in nineteen ninety eight, seven percent was a good rate. Yeah, then. I, I was uh, like super stoked. So yeah. You get a seven percent interest rate. Well, today, and we'll talk during the mortgage moment with our um, with Michael Burdick to kind of see where rates right. are. But I do believe they've dipped below four. So yeah, that's the price of money is not quite, but almost half of what it was then. Now the other aspect of that is income. Mm-hmm. So income and where it sits from a standpoint of where what you know, and it's it's. Uh, it's based on inflation as well. So, I mean, these are people that crunch numbers. It's not me. If you want to go back and look at the affordability index, I think you can find it um, in a couple of places, National Association of Realtors and also Calculated Risk. Yeah. That's a great website that talks about that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, um, 
You know, something else I was thinking about yeah. in terms of affordability when we looked at that down market was the condition of the homes. Often there's a ton of deferred maintenance. Yeah. So you might be able to buy it for less. Then you had to throw a ton of money in to bring it up to standard. Right. So right. I think, you know, that's another factor that is often overlooked in terms of the relative affordability. So that brings us back to our topic about buyers and what they need to know. So because inventory has gone up and over the last two months, we don't have a full compilation of May's numbers, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we listed six homes last week. So a lot of other people brought in homes after Memorial Day weekend. Right. So inventory is going to show a lot of options. Um, now get this, Brian, even though that was the case, I still was in a competitive offer situation with my buyers last week. Nice. So... Not nice. No. no I want oh. for my buyers. That's funny. I'm thinking on the listing <laughs> yeah, side. You're thinking yeah, you're on the I listing know. side. I know, yeah, right? Lister, no. Listing brain. Yeah. No, this was, yeah, obviously for, for the seller, it was nice. Yeah. Um, so we have to make sure that, that buyers understand that still one of those in flux where uh, that home had sat on the market for about 30, 40 days. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, two everybody off- got two serious. offers on yeah, it. Yeah. They didn't even do a price adjustment at that point. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the good news is our client won. So that's always that's good. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a contingency accepted and in a market where most brokers are saying nobody'll do those, uh, we are. Yeah. And what that allows is this buyer to buy their new home before they've uh, sold their old one, so they've eliminated the uncertainty of their move. Yeah, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago right. in one of our segments about how to get and structure that contingency. So, I, you know, in conclusion, I really want to stress that um, I would say in the last Three to four in the last four years, this has been one of the this is one of the best markets for buyers because right. of the options in inventory and the low interest low rates. Interest rates. Last year, the interest rates were not here. Right. So you may even have a, a reason if you're an owner to refinance. Right. A lot of people are refinancing right now. We'll yeah. talk to Michael about that in a little bit. All right. So, so any other great real estate pieces of wisdom in the time we have oh, left, Brian? Well, I think about uh, success stories. Yeah. You know, I've got two listings on market right now. We're getting great traffic on those, but here's opportunities for buyers. I've got a townhouse in uh, Issaquah, three-bedroom, two-bath, 635, three-car garage. A little unusual for a townhouse. Three-car? Three-car garage. So two-car yep. tandem plus? A tandem plus another, plus a workshop. So you've oh, got uh, awesome. really nice storage. And for a person that, say, wants to work on a car, mm-hmm. you've got a space to do that. So uh, the part of Issaquah that that's in, I think, is important to point out. Um, if you're not familiar with the Issaquah, or let's just say if you are, this is over in Peregrine Point? Peregrine Point Townhomes. I can never right. say that. Peregrine Point? Peregrine. Peregrine. Like Peregrine Falcon. Peregrine. It's it's basically almost Sammamish. Right. And it's in this little yeah. little wedge. And I do believe, do you guys have a view or you're close to the lake? Uh, close to the lake. Close okay. to I-90, and uh, we're literally on the Sammamish-Issaquah border. Yeah, the Sammamish if, sign is across the street from. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And if you like, if you like, like getting in the lake and stuff, the boat launch is about five minutes away. That's well, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. How, what's the asking price on that home? Six thirty-five. It's Ooh. a bargain. Three bedroom. Three bedroom, two and a half bath. Two and a half bath. And uh, really beautiful, really nice place. Awesome. So success story, Dan. Well, I told you a little bit about the folks on Friday that we got. Uh, the interesting part about this, and this goes back to Brian and where he, you know, where he remembers in real estate, but I presented to the seller in person. And that's unusual because nowadays, you know, we, we do everything digitally. We digitally sign documents. We digitally send documents. We digitally send a text message. Sorry, you lost. You know, you, you didn't win the, the offer bid. This was a phenomenal opportunity. I got to sit down in front of a, a seller and pitch my clients 
and their offer to the seller. And it, it really gave us an advantage. Um, I heard back through the whole uh, feedback loop that came from the seller to the seller's agent back to my client uh, that I did a great job. So that's an honor for me to, to nice. be in that spot. So a little unorthodox, a little old school, but um, the new guy got the old school stuff figured out. So. <laughs> that's great. All right, so after the break, we're going to visit with uh, Michael Burdick with Loan Depot. He's going to share uh, kind of what's going on. I think we're going to talk about maybe if you need a little extra money at closing, that kind of thing. So sure. um, we'll be right back after these break. After this break. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Thinking about moving out of a long-term home, but feeling overwhelmed? Downsizing from a large home can be an enormous, complicated job, but it doesn't have to be. Over the last 15 years, Moving Forward has developed a new approach, helping hundreds of seniors, empty nesters, and busy professionals make large and small moves with ease. Imagine leaving your home in the morning and coming to your new home that evening, finding everything unpacked and put away, the beds are made, and the towels are out. Don't you deserve an easy move? Learn more about how Moving Forward can make your move easy. Call 425-702-8761 or visit their webpage at movingforwardinc.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. All right. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. All right. So it's time for our weekly visit with uh, Michael Burdick at Lone Depot. Welcome back to the show, Michael. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, good, Michael. Doing fabulous. So, hey, what's uh, what's new this week? Well, interest rates keep getting a little bit better, inching down. Um, That's great. The latest headlines you read is, you know, the, the volatility in the market is, is definitely playing a role in that. So I don't see them going up anytime soon, but it's still a great time to take advantage of them if, if you know, you're looking to refinance or, or buy right now. I've got a curveball for you because I was just noticing the Fed is kind of talking. They're keeping their eyes on the tariff issues and thinking about raising rates. What kind of impact would that have if they did? If they are going to raise rates? Yeah, if the feds were to raise the rates, yeah. Well, that typically will will bring mortgage rates up, but it's not doesn't always. It's, it's interesting, though. I've seen other headlines that are saying the Fed could cut rates. Oh, cut rates, okay. Um, yeah, so that, you know. There's will, no direct will, connection will, between prime and mortgage rates. No. So what do you see the influence? How, how do you see that relationship? You know, typically there's there's not a direct correlation, but it does affect interest rates. See, on, and th- on the mortgage that's kind of what I wanted to get to because a lot of people yep. can, they they concern themselves with the Fed raising or lowering the rates, with it actually directly affecting 
And as I understand it, it affects short-term loans to bank-to-bank, which doesn't. Yeah, that's but, short-term. But a lot, every time people hear that, they're thinking mortgage, mortgage rates. Right. All right. Sorry for the curveball. Yeah. No, no worries. Not very sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get that out because if uh, people are hearing it, they're right. going to want to know that. So, so it seems that um, buyers have more leverage these days. We talked about that in the opening segment. How does that show up with you as a lender? Well, you know, it's really, I think a lot of people over the last few years have just been kind of scared to get into that market where it's highly competitive. And, you know, maybe they made a couple offers and got them, you know, declined, didn't get accepted. So then they just said the hell with it, let's wait for it to slow down a little bit. So I think a lot of those buyers are now coming back and saying, you know, we don't need to go after the home that's been on the market for two days. We can look at homes that have been on for two weeks, 30 days, and, and mm-hmm. that really make a better offer that they could be comfortable with. Yeah, it, it kind of is interesting. We had a colleague who had a home that had about 150 showings over the weekend, over the open house, that, wow. many, that many people through, but only one offer came in. And I think a lot of buyers are thinking, well, I'm not going to do anything this first week. I'm going to wait. Yeah. I, I need to and follow so I up see, to see if uh, sold it. Buyer fatigue. Yeah. You know, they made offers on several homes. They're not getting accepted, and they just get tired. Yeah. So I think we're seeing some of that show up in the market, too. So, so Michael, if someone loves a home but can't get over the to-do list, the items that showed up on the inspection, are there solutions that uh, Loan Depot offers to help with that? Absolutely. And we've you know, touched on that on prior segments, but the, the renovations financing is definitely a, a great option for for buyers because it allows them to get what they want to get done to the home in a quick amount of time after closing um, and then, you know, not have to spend all their money on their down payment and then run high interest credit card debt uh, after closing. So it's a, a real smart way for them to buy the area that they want to live in, even though the home might not be perfect, you know, they can fix the stuff on the inspection report and then even do other stuff that, that they want to do to make the home theirs and whether that's a bathroom or kitchen. So the renovation financing is our awesome programs for buyers. So um, a good example would be if a roof came right. up on right. inspection. Just have that on one of mine. Yeah. So how does that work? If somebody's like, Hey, um, you know, because some a, a roof being done, it's not always subjective, right? There are some telltale signs like leaking that an appraiser would see right. that would say, Hey, this roof has to be replaced prior to us closing. How does how does how would loan be? But let's just say that the buyer says we absolutely want to buy this house. We just can't come up with the extra money, and there's somebody behind them, right? That's it's that's about ten thousand dollars on this yeah. roof. How how would Loan Depot help that situation? So there's a couple of different options. Either the seller can do it, and they can either do it before closing if they have the funds, or they can do it with an escrow holdback after closing and use their proceeds from the sale. The seller just says, "I don't want to do it," then, and the buyer can't do it with, you know, the additional funds that they have. Then we could flip that to a renovation loan as well, and get that roof fixed after closing. Let's break that down, Brian. Escrow holdback. What does that mean? Escrow holdback is where the money for the repair, usually one and a half times the bid amount, is held in escrow and then paid out to the contractor upon job completion. Any remaining balance goes to the party that put the money up. So how how long can they do an escrow holdback? Um, they're usually done pretty quickly. Um, I'm seeing 60 days is, is generally as far out as they want to go. 60. Okay. Yep. All right. And then, so let's say the escrow holdback doesn't work or the seller doesn't do it. Then the third option is the loan depot rental loan. 
and essentially that gets tacked on to the loan purchase balance. So if that if they if you lended them, um, let's say they qualify for four hundred thousand, but you just lended them three ninety, and then this issue comes up, you could actually lend them the additional ten that then gets paid by Loan Depot to the contractor. Is that how that works? Correct. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, the, the appraiser would have to come back out and verify that the work has been completed. All right. Closing. So, Michael, thank you. Yeah. Hey, as we wrap up, tell our listeners how to get a hold of you. I always say just Google Michael Verdick Loan Depot. I'm out of Bellevue, Washington. So, um that's the best way to do it. Just Google you. <laughs> just just Google, Google me. Google Michael. What's your phone number? <laughs> yeah, what's your number, Mike? 206-661-2289. All right. Well, listen, uh, we appreciate your moment. We appreciate your time and your insight. And uh, we're going to head to a commercial break. After this break, we're going to be meeting with Katie Munoz of Moving Forward. So we'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM, AK. NW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our first guest is Katie Munoz of Moving Forward. Katie is a move manager, humorist, and founder of Moving Forward. She started her business back in 2004 after her mother needed to move from the family home to a retirement apartment. Katie, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm wondering what's the most important thing you want to know. Well, what do you do when you're not helping people move? I want to know about the humorous part. Yeah, that's Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love telling funny stories. Excellent. Just love Well, let's doing hear a that. funny story. Uh-oh, she's on the spot now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only on the spot. Okay, in high school, I was super goody two-shoes. Never missed a class. <laughs> but I really wanted to do something wild. So my best friend and I, we decided we were going to skip school. And we had to plan this, so it wasn't like over a test or some really important moment. But we got it figured out. We were in different classes. We had to time it. We each took a note to the office that's like, you know, your principal, I'm excusing Katie Martin from class for a dentist appointment. I'll be there to pick her up at 1030. So Suzanne put one in. I put one in for slightly different times. Well, then the parent has to call in. And say yes, and you know. That's true. Enough. So yeah. I had to sneak out of this film, you know. So it's like Mission Impossible, dun, dun, you know, <laughs> crawling <laughs> up the aisle. I get to the payphone in the school, <laughs> and they have torn the page out 
of the directory that has the number to the school. For the school's number? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Evidently, you weren't the first one to think about doing that. No. I call information. I get the number. I make the call. Yes, this is Lucille Martin. And indeed, my daughter, Catherine, does have a dental appointment. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, hold on a minute. Now, I should have known to hang up at that point. I'm really busy. i got to go. But instead, it was like, okay. And about 30 seconds later, there's this lady that gets on there and says, Lucy? Lucy, is that you? Hey, how are you doing? How's Bill? How's the kids? And it's like, how do I know? My mother's best friend's sister works in the front office. Oh, did you not know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh. Suzanne, we're in different classes. She doesn't know I've already been busted, so she's trying to make her oh, call. No, no. <laughs> and and she her voice goes up a couple of octaves. It was like they say, Oh, I don't think I'm really speaking to an adult. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so we we both ended up on uh, trash pickup duty for the oh, rest yeah. of the week no. in the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's very humorous. Very good. Well, so this is also a show about real estate, and so we'd like to hear your story growing up. Uh, tell us about something that you remember from the home you grew up in. Oh, that it was the coolest place. We had townhouses and big shared backyards. It was kind of like living with an extended family. We might not have all been related, but, you know, and it was hot. Nobody had air conditioning, so mm. in the summer— Everybody's lawn chairs are out in the backyard. The barbecues are all going. Kitty pools going. Yeah, it was just a giant party all the time. I, I don't know that the adults liked it that much, but we kids just, just like had a blast. So how do you help someone move? We can help with a whole range of things, and it's as much or as little as a person wants. So we can help them sort out what they want to take with them. We can help them make a floor plan. We can do all of the packing, and then they can skip move day altogether. They can come in that night when it's unpacked, put away, the beds are made, the towels are out. Wow. Mm. So this this started back in 2004. Yeah, well, yeah, the very beginning um, used to be in software. Okay. And uh, things weren't going over very well over there, um, but there you have it. You can't mm-hmm. just quit your job because you don't like it and we were having a recession so you know I get a call one day that my father's health has taken a turn from the worse and I need to get back and say goodbye so I go to work one more day and it's semi-annual layoff day and I got the axe semi-annual yeah okay well it was probably the ninth round right and yeah, I, you know, on one hand, I was so relieved to be gone. On the other hand, it is so insulting to be laid off. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you didn't have anybody yeah. less <laughs> incapable than me? <laughs> but uh, it it gave me time to go back to Virginia, to be with my parents, to, to see my father before he passed. And his biggest concern was what would happen to my mother after he was gone. Yeah. So I promised, you know, I'll stay back here as long as it takes to get her moved and settled and the house sold. And and I had no idea what a gigantic project it was that I was promising to do. Of course, you know, I stayed and I did it, but it took three months. Wow. Hmm. 
And I had to make it up as I was going along. And by the end, I'm thinking, dang, I wish I could do this over. I could do it in two and a half weeks. We would have saved a ton of money. We would have saved a lot of time. It would have been easier on my mom. And when I got back here, I thought, you know, I'm just going to start a business making this easier for other families to get through. Hmm. Well, you've made my next you know, question easy for me is how you got started. But I'm, I'm, I've um, known you for some time. And I remember a conversation way back when, and I could be wrong here, but I was thinking you have a background in occupational therapy as well. No, no, no okay. I don't. I do an awful lot of reading, and so yeah. I have kind of a, um informal background in psychology. Okay, okay. That's probably so, very helpful. Yeah. it's It's been useful, understanding what's going on in the other person's head, remembering to reflect the feelings that I'm hearing them express rather than telling them how they ought to feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. Very good. Yeah. Yep. So as this process evolved, you started with a niche with senior citizens who are moving into retirement communities. Is that the only people you help? No, actually, we we help people in divorces. We help busy hmm. software engineers. We help people that are just overwhelmed by the whole process or have something better they want to do. And we don't hmm. discriminate against you youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that, you youngsters. That's a Virginia coming out there, huh? Yeah, probably so. (laughs) (laughs) So, so when I when I think about the whole process, why 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 not just do it yourself? I mean, I know there's an answer to that. Well, yeah, there's there are so many crazy things that can go wrong. I mean, I ran into a ton of them when I helped my mom move. You don't realize um, how long it takes to sort. You don't realize how much stuff you can keep Mm. in the cupboards. You start packing, and it's like, oh, my gosh. If there's more than I ever thought, we're still packing. The movers are loading the truck. There's no way we're going to finish. There's, you know, forgetting and packing up all the can openers, not being able to find them that night, losing your cell phone charger. I mean, there are so many crazy things that can go Mm. wrong. We've already found these things. Every time we run into another one of these things, it goes in the employee manual, so we're never going to run into that again. Hmm. We can make it so much smoother. So um, generally, is this an expensive cost? (laughs) Compared to the amount of money you're going to spend by not paying attention to us? Right. You know, it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. We charge $85 per hour. That's for... uh, travel time and for work time, but we can get somebody moved in a matter of two weeks hmm. easily. Hmm. And when people are doing it on their own, they tend to do it in the wrong order. And it can take like two years. Oh. And then, I mean, somebody hurts their back. Somebody's What's a good example of wrong order? Because I, I, I mean, we actually just moved out and back. We're, uh, we're mm-hmm. doing a remodel in our kitchen. Right. And so some of the things you're talking about, like, wh- where'd the wine key go? Where did this go? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, priorities. <laughs> right. What, what, is, what kind of order, what's like a big order mistake that you just say, hey, stop? The, it happens right up front. When most of the moves you do in a lifetime, you're going from either the same size place to the same size place, or you're going to a bigger place. So it makes sense to sort everything out, get rid of the junk you don't want to take, and then move. 
If you do that on a downsizing move, going from like 2,500 square feet mm. to 1,000, it's going to take forever. Yep. You don't do that. What you do is you ask, what do I use mm. the most? And you don't answer any other question. People will go off on, oh, my gosh, can I sell it? Oh, if I don't keep it, what's going to happen to it? Oh, maybe Gene wants it. Oh, no, Gene is downsizing. It can just, that's, it's crazy. A squirrel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right. what you do is you, you move the basics, get into the <clears throat> new context, let the dust settle a little bit. You look around, you say, hey, I got room for two pictures on the wall. You look in the cupboards, I got room for this many more dishes. It's not a matter of, can I take three sets of china and the turkey roaster? It's like, no, one set of china or or maybe I want to take some more vases. But the other thing that's really important is there's all this anxiety that people have before any move, mm -hmm. but particularly a move when they have a move for 30 years. It's a life change. So all the anxiety about, well, I like the new place. Is this, you know, am I giving up on life? It's It projects itself on the sorting process and it slows everything down. If you wait, you go back a few days later. Mm -hmm. You look around the, the attic or the um, garage and you say, I'm not using any of this stuff. You know, I'm in the quilting club now, and we're going to go out and see the tulips on Thursday. I'm not going skiing. I haven't been skiing in 10 years. It's suddenly so clear. And so mm -hmm. we can save people a ton of time and confusion. Mm -hmm. Going through that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, <laughs> we dumpster. Got, yeah. Dumpster. Yeah. Oh, Some people say they need to just get a dumpster. Do you think it's a good place to start? Oh, I think that's the worst place to start. Mm. Well, tell us about that. I, I don't want to be sexist, but I'm, I'm afraid it's usually <laughs> the sons that propose oh, the dumpster. You know, mom's got a bunch of doilies in China, and the sons are looking at it and going, eh, it looks like yeah. junk to me. It's it's wrong for so many reasons. For one reason, it just tears a person's heart to see mm. the things they've loved mm. be thrown in the dumpster. But it's also really expensive. You've got to rent the dumpster. Mm. Then you've got to do all of the work to take everything out and put it in the dumpster. And then you have to pay for the weight of everything you put in the dumpster. And the worst part is no opportunity now to potentially liquidate those things. Mm -hmm. If you do it the other way around, just move at the basics, go back, get a few things. Now you have everything left in the house, including the junk and the trash. Now we can bring in an estate sale company, mm -hmm. and they can set the whole mm -hmm. house up like a store. Well, K Katie, you just gave me an aha as you're mentioning this process. Yeah. In the past, I've always, uh, mm -hmm. Brian and I know, and I have both interacted with people who, they're in their home, and they're like, well, we'll sell it once we get, you know, everything cleared out. And instead of identifying where they're going to be, get in that place. And then, like you said, go back. Take a couple things here. Take a couple things there. I, I Not until you started talking to me today about process did it occur to me that it makes a whole lot more sense to be where you're going to be before you start this process so that you can take the things you need into the space that you're going to go. Mm -hmm. And that's really wise advice. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned it the hard way. Everything I've <laughs> learned has been by seeing what works and what doesn't work. Mm. 
another thing that's really important is you can do the floor plan ahead of time. Mm. You build up again, what do I use the most? And when you're running out of room on the floor plan, it's it's pretty easy. It's like I got room for one more thing. Do I take mm. the rocking chair or the sewing machine? So you mentioned estate sales. Do you help arrange that for clients? Right, we do. We don't accept any referral fees from companies that we refer to, but we have three or four good estate sale companies that we've worked with over the years. We've got about the same number of auction companies, and we know who will take a small quantity, who needs the really high value, who's looking for the artwork, so that when we go into a house, uh, even at the uh, the very beginning, we can look around and say, I think we've got a situation for this particular estate sale company. And we've, if we know we're heading towards an estate sale, then we know not to throw anything out, not to donate anything. Mm-hmm. One of the huge mistakes people make if they hope to sell is they donate all the clutter and junk, and that's where the money. And there was some made. value oh, in that's that. Funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my clients, they their estate sale did forty five hundred in in the whole weekend. I mean, that's mm-hmm. great. That's a lot of money to anybody. Um, thank you for coming in and visiting. It was great. Now, if somebody's thinking about down, downsizing, how do they get a hold of you? Well, the very best thing they can do is pick up the phone and dial. I am just happy to chat with people on the phone. Maybe all they need is five minutes worth of free advice. That number is 425-702-8761. Or if you'd rather, visit our webpage, www.movingforwardinc.com. That's movingforwardinc.com. Katie, thanks so much for joining us today. Our next guest is a gift from above. After the break, we'll be joined by Angel Barna with Venture Life and Health. We'll be right back. Thinking about moving out of a long-term home, but feeling overwhelmed? Downsizing from a large home can be an enormous, complicated job, but it doesn't have to be. Over the last 15 years, Moving Forward has developed a new approach, helping hundreds of seniors, empty nesters, and busy professionals make large and small moves with ease. Imagine leaving your home in the morning and coming to your new home that evening, finding everything unpacked and put away, the beds are made, and the towels are out. Don't you deserve an easy move? Learn more about how Moving Forward can make your move easy. Call 425-702-8761 or visit their webpage at movingforwardinc.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next guest is Angel Barna. Angel works for Venture Life and Health. She's a local health insurance broker specializing in company-sponsored health plans, and individual Medicare plans. Is your business missing out on growth in a great economy because you're not able to hire and retain top talent? Venture Life and Health Insurance has been protecting local friends and neighbors and businesses against the inevitable bumps and bruises of life since uh, 2006, 2006. Perhaps they can help you retain your talent. Welcome to the show, Angel. Hi, thank you. Welcome, Angel. Hey, as we get started here, tell us a bit about you and your hobbies and interests. My hobbies and interests. Uh, 
Well, I have two kids, so that keeps me pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, with the uh, extra time I have available, typically I like to go out to Westport and see my parents. So Also, she became a rugby fan recently. And Seawolves. Go Seawolves. Go Seawolves. Discovered right. rugby, so, so love it. Clearing brambles out in Westport, is that what we hear? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of yard work. Tell us about the growing up in the home that you grew up in and, and what fond memories you have from that. Yeah, uh, you know, for us, uh, yard work is actually probably our funniest, best times as a family, even mm. still, um, with my parents' new place. Uh, I just remember my dad falling off a ladder, trying to trim the apple tree. That's hilarious. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it was it was hilarious, you know. And and so just all these moments. They the the house I grew up in was a, a wreck in the backyard. The grass was as tall as me, and. It was just uh, a labor of love, but it was always a good time, and it was always fun, and, you know. I'll never remember. I'll never remember. That's funny. I'll never forget one Christmas. We went out, and we cut Christmas trees, you cut, and there was this one just standing alone by itself. We're like, hey, that's great, right? So we cut it down, brought it back in, and, uh, you know, my kids are around. I think they're about seven, maybe eight years old, and um, I'm bringing the tree in, and I'm setting it up, and my wife goes, there's a hor- there's a bee's nest in there, <laughs> and the whole family yeah. like freaks out. I'm like, nah. I'm running yeah, out the house funny. with this. So I picture you watching your dad laugh, and every time my family we we go as we're bringing in our Christmas tree, like remember when? That's what I love about the homes. There are so many memories that are just yeah. right around that spot. So. Thank you for sharing yours yeah. about your father falling. That's great. We hope he was okay. He's yeah. fine. Maybe He's... is that what got you into the health insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was implanted very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the top problem you solve? Uh, top problem I solve for companies is uh, attracting and retaining quality employees. Uh, what we see in this market is that uh, our unemployment rate is really low, and mm-hmm. this is an area filled with top talent. So. Mm. To bring on these these qualified employees, healthcare is a must hmm. at, yeah. at minimum. And uh, so that's usually the, the top concern when somebody calls me. They're trying so hard to hire someone, and either they don't have a health care plan in place or they need a better plan. Okay, so size of companies, because I think that's the niche that you kind of fill, mm-hmm. is the Microsofts, the uh, Boeings, right? These are giant, giant accounts. Not that you wouldn't turn away that account, but... The niche that you serve are some of these medium-sized businesses, yes, right? Yes, medium-sized businesses. Um, so small group is defined by under 51 employees. Hmm. Uh, so a good market for me is is a company that has fewer than 100 employees. Okay. Hmm. And then h- how exactly do you solve that problem with healthcare? So healthcare is kind of complex, um, and there's a lot of options out there. It can be overwhelming. I work with um, five of the top carriers here in Washington. I also have over 17 different trusts and associations. Uh, every industry has a different kind of niche and a different kind of need. I think what's great about our group is that we cover so many different kinds of companies and businesses. We're really able to let you know uh, what everyone else is doing, what we see as the norm, and and what other businesses like theirs are are picking up in terms of benefits. Hmm. So Dan and I are independent contractors, so we would um, be considered individuals, or do you help individuals? I unfortunately do not, not do individuals. Okay. I have uh, an amazing professional that I do refer to. He's there great. So Yeah, it's it's a very different market, uh, yeah. individual. It's yeah. horrible, but different. <laughs> <laughs> What's a growing trend you see in the benefits market? Uh, ancillary benefits. So... Um, what you'll notice is that some of these larger companies have offered such a huge selection of different kinds of benefits. So 
employees are not just looking for health care. They're also looking for uh, paycheck insurance. They want short and long-term disability. They want life insurance. Uh, they want 401ks. They want things like prepaid legal. I've even seen uh, pet insurance. So, really? yeah, just these different options available, whether they're company paid or they're voluntary, really beef up a company's overall benefits offering. Is there anything that sticks out as, a, like, I heard you say paycheck insurance. That sounds like disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there any one specific where recently were you proud of this package you put together that, that um, helped a company um, attract talent? Yeah, so um, I've been working with quite a few startup tech companies. And the big thing is, is disability for high-income earners. Uh, and it can be done on a group level, which is, is very affordable. But it takes a couple different carriers to accomplish covering up to 60% of somebody's income. And so that's just splitting the risk. Up. Yep. Yep. Just breaking it up uh, across a couple different carriers. Hmm. So, um, how do you solve the rising cost of healthcare? The rising cost of healthcare is is something that every company and individual is facing right now. Um, there's a lot of great options available. There's some HSAs that are available that are going to help lower some of those costs. The carriers all have different niches. Every year, um, the carriers' rates change, the networks change. I think it's just the variety that I can offer and the knowledge that I bring to the table about um, each carrier's niche is really the value there. So can we talk about the elephant in the room? Do you think it's going to change in the future? I do think it's going to change in the future. Mm. Yeah. Care to expound on that question? <laughs> it's a talk radio show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. 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 No. yes. Yeah. Um, I do think there's changes in the small group market ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. For the individual market, I mean, there's there's really talk. Is. Nothing's finalized. There's things that are getting voted on here in Washington State. Will it go? Will it not go? Does it get implemented? That I, hmm. I can't for certain say. But I, I will say that, yes, uh, changes are definitely coming. Hmm. So what do you think the overall positive effects of having – health benefits are to a business. You mentioned like recruiting, but is there things you think of beyond that? Yeah, recruiting and retention. Um, I was actually just looking at a small business survey. 78% of um, small business owners said that having a health insurance plan in place increased loyalty and it decreased turnover, which we see as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 75% it helped with employee (laughs) recruitment. 64% said it increased productivity by keeping employees healthy. Those are just a few of the the yeah. positive, impactful pieces that having a good health insurance plan brings to the table. But I think that um, a lot of times people are ap- apprehensive, uh, bread breadwinners, right, are apprehensive to maybe go out and explore nature. You know, be you know, do sports and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, weekend warrior kind of stuff because yeah. their job depends on them being healthy, and if there is no safety net for them, yeah, uh, it it their quality life goes down because let's face it, <laughs> I love to go out and play. And if I'm yeah. like, geez, if I break my leg and I'm out of work, then yeah. the whole thing comes apart, you know, falls apart. Um, with regards to this is one that kind of maybe I'm looking at a little bit more open eyed as a person with high blood pressure. But do you have do the healthcare kind of safety net protect against heart attack and or let's say um some kind of major disability, the, the products that you sell, do they protect people from that? It's a combination of products. So your health insurance plan is going to obviously help cover some of those medical and hospital bills. 
Um, the second piece of that is, let's say you had a heart attack and you weren't able to work. Well, that's where that short and long-term disability comes in. If you're temporarily out of work, how long can you go without a paycheck? Right. That's that paycheck insurance. That's that paycheck insurance. So it's a combination of products that are really going to help get your employees and yourself through those times. So what's the biggest challenge for business owners in terms of actually getting this plan put in place? I think it's uh, it's confusing. You know, it's overwhelming. Uh, a lot of people are not knowledgeable. I work in the small group market, so for a lot of the groups that I work with and I set up, they don't necessarily have a dedicated HR person hmm. that is knowledgeable on these things. They're, they're not quite sure where to go, and the big, big, big piece of it, they don't know what it's going to cost, right? So for hmm. a lot of my a lot of my new groups that I bring on, the big issue is what is it going to cost me? You know, how much right. how much of this cost can I share with my employees, you know, and and, and and what's available. They just don't know. So that whole piece of it is overwhelming in itself. And then how to roll it out and implement it. That's that's the second wave that mm. a lot of small business owners, it's overwhelming for them. So how do you help with that? We make it super simple and easy. Very easy. Um, we've streamlined the process. We do a, a brief client intake interview that's really going to help us figure out which carrier is going to be the best fit for cost, size, uh, employer contribution. And then uh, we look at your options. We, we slim everything down for you. We've made the enrollment process very quick and easy as well. So tell us a success story. A success story. Um, well, I recently uh, just wrote a plumbing company. And uh, this was tears in the works, but it kind of comes down to a few things. You know, do the employees want it? What's the need? And, and you know, cost. How do we, how do we get it together? Um, the success story is is that uh, it's going to lower those L&I claims because that was the big problem that we had. You know, if, if you come into work and you're limping in because you got hurt over the weekend, you don't have any health insurance. Hmm. You might file an L&I. You might file an L&I claim for a couple reasons. You can't afford to be off of work, mm-hmm. and you can't afford the bill that it's going to cost to fix what hmm. went wrong. So, What's the size of this plumbing company? How many people? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Hmm. So it's it's kind of a small business. I mean, right. it, I, like I put us. that as a small business. Mm-hmm. And, and you think about that comes back to the productivity. It comes back to the, the quality of of um, workmanship that you're getting. Plumbing, I can I, I can only imagine. I had a plumber over. He had to go in my crawl space. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, going <laughs> yeah. in crawl spaces suck, right? Yeah. And you can tweak that's things. That's why they and, get the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's really great. That's a great success story. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so let's see. Any other area or niche that you specialize in? I also do Medicare planning. Uh, this is kind of near and dear to my heart. The Medicare market is very overwhelming. There's 96 plans in King County mm-hmm. alone. Uh, oh. I work with 10 of the top carriers here, and uh, I love it. I love it. It's a it's a great market to work in, and uh, my clients are all super grateful. So mm. I really okay, I'm kind it. of naive about that because I'm a youngster, right? Right, Katie? I'm a youngster. <laughs> so how, how does Medicare work? Why do I thought, don't you just get a card and you're good to go? Yep. Like when you turn a certain age? Yep. So you get a card. It's an 80-20 plan. So what do I need you for? Well, that 20% is uncapped and it's unlimited. Ouch. So yeah, the sky's the limit on that 20% that you'll pay. Ah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, the answer to that is private companies. So uh, supplemental plans. Supplemental plans, advantage plans will fill in some or all of that 20%. Hmm. Why are there so many companies? 
It's a very competitive market. Uh, mm. These plans are great. Uh, mm. The government basically asked the private insurers to come in and help out, and uh, they answered the call, and it's been mm. successful. So are the, it, is it like different flavors of ice cream? I mean, is it, what's it depend on? Why, <laughs> why so many? I mean, if you just have one, one size covers all, right? Well, there's different options, and I think that, you know, having a lot of different carriers in our market, because we do, we're in, in this particular area, we're incredibly blessed to have huge networks. We've got the top carriers, and they all offer different things. You know, a lot of these plans will offer gym memberships. They've got vision built really? into them. Some of them this hmm. year have acupuncture Did you say gym available. memberships? Gym memberships, yep. Oh, great idea. So, yeah, just... Uh, Keep their uh, clients <laughs> alive longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, in a good way, yeah, it's a win win. That's right, it's a win win. That's good. All right, so how can folks find out about how can they get a hold of you? How do they reach you? Best way to reach me is uh, the office, just picking up the phone 206 535 7084. Say that again, slow 206 535 7084. And I think you do have a website. We do. It's, it's under it construction is. right now. Okay, so don't go there. Don't go Just there. call Angel. <laughs> Just call. <laughs> Just call Angel. Angel, thank you so much for joining joining us today. Yeah, All thank right. you. All right, you're listening to Real Talk. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. It's uh, 1150 KKNW. After the break, we have some more Real Talk. And uh, I'm going to drop a little wisdom with a final thought. We'll be right back. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And we've got our fi- final segment today just kind of talking over um, what we've got active on the market. So, um, Brian, you have the Isquad one we talked about earlier. What else you got? I've got a beautiful four-bedroom, Linwood, um, remodeled kitchen and baths, uh, three-car garage, and it backs to the community park. And so you basically got a, a gigantic art yard and play area that you don't have to maintain. Wow. And, and uh, how many bedrooms? That's a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, uh, six thirty-five. Six thirty-five. That's yep. a great price. It's a great price. Awesome. So I had a fun uh, open house on Saturday in my mm-hmm. Woodenville, uh, my, my Woodenville luxury home. This home is basically like you're living outdoors. The, the outdoor kitchen is bigger than the indoor kitchen. That's how oh, awesome wow. it is. But we had some fun visitors. Mr. and Mrs. Black Bear oh. <laughs> <laughs> were there. And I, I asked the seller for a little, uh, he's got, you know, bear, he knows they come. They're, they're neighbors of his, you know. He tries to be friendly to them, but keep them at distance. But, uh, yeah, they got into the, the garbage can and uh, were oh. working on some asparagus. So I had to 
I had to go clean that up nice. <laughs> <laughs> with the bear whistle. That was kind of oh. fun. So I've got that one. It's priced at a million six hundred and fifty thousand. It's gorgeous. It is like to use one of Angel's words. It's gorgeous. Um, beautiful outdoor. Didn't kitchen. you mention that's uh, one you'd like to buy yourself? Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I know a yeah. good broker. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> call. We also have one in Linwood. Actually, we just dropped the price down to six twenty four. So we came and hit the market at six fifty, and we made an adjustment, an improvement based on market response. So that's good. We also have a luxury home in Talis at. Um, actually, we just dropped the price down to seven ninety eight. So that's a three-bedroom Burnstead, which is a quality home builder. They do uh, nice finishes. It's just got a little higher-end finishes, single-family home in Talis. Talis is a neighborhood that if you're looking for a quiet but nice upscale neighborhood with a low-carbon footprint and lots and lots of trails, that's Talis. There you go. Yeah. So what else you got for us, Brian? we got a few minutes left. I've got two thoughts. One of the things as we're doing the show, I'm just thinking about the terrific guests that we've had mm-hmm. across a whole array of, of uh, subjects of services. Background. Just thinking about you and I, how we work, that we're kind of the full meal deal, walking people through the entire process, not yeah. just put your home on the market and sell it, but the home prep. You know, I think we have a stager coming up as a future guest. Yep. Yes, we do. Um, every step of the way from home prep to pricing to the move. And it's like, it's, it's a big deal. And, um, you know, uh, uh, one of the things that I've read is that uh, um, selling a house, you know, real estate transaction is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. Mm-hmm. And I feel a major part of our role is to take that stress away as best we can, walk people through the process. We do it every day. Most of our clients move every seven to 10 years. But for us, you know, the experience level is such that we can walk you through the entire process, start to finish with our entire team, including the uh, terrific people that uh, we've been um, talking with here. Yeah, one so. of the passions that I had in, in uh, starting the show and, and doing this was to be able to provide that community of services that that come that that happen yeah. not just in the transaction but in the community. You know. Yeah, one of the things I've always believed too is we don't own the real estate. What we own is the experience. So we're not selling real estate; we're selling the experience. Yeah. I never I never sell people homes. I find homes that people want to buy. Yeah, and, and want to create yeah. memories there. Right. Yeah. Create the experience. So uh, one other thought is uh, Dan and I just completed a uh, class called Bold, uh, Business Objective Life by Design, uh, which is a Keller Williams uh, um, class that is fabulous. But I think one of my biggest takeaways is so much of the focus was on mental attitude, just having having the right attitude and really focused on caring for our clients. And I just can't say uh, uh, too many good things about the experience of going through that with the teams that we created in there, but also just that focus on attitude and how important that is to doing a terrific job for people. Dan, you have comments on Bold? I do. So for for me, I think that in this um, in this community, you know, with great service providers, you you want to you want to go to a higher level, and it does start with what you do when you wake up in the morning, right? And for me, I always try and hop out of bed with a positive mental outlook, whether it's Nacho who's trying to get me up in the morning to get breakfast or whatever. <laughs> and, um, and a lot of the times it just takes some time to kind of sit and reflect. And one of the uh, what we call bold laws that came out of that is, is the, the term, and I think it's for L. Ron Hubbard, which is be, do, do have. have. Yep. And as I think about like 
in, in anywhere you are in life, and I've been kind of, I put it on my phone, and my kids can see it, and I talked about that, and I thought, you know, last week we had my CrossFit uh, trainers on, and, and uh, you know, if I want to be fit, I need to be fit. I need to be the type of person that's fit, right? Mm-hmm. First, right. in a mentality, right? Then I have to do what fit people do. And then I can have this slim, trim body that you see right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, it's a process, right? It's a process. But that's kind of where, where I see is those are the types of things that, um, that this adventure of life and my job is to help people buy and sell real estate and that experience. Right. And in the end, it's all about that mental fitness because that's, that's where we go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you. Well, cool. Another episode of Real Talk in the Books. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate Angel, Katie, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. We'll see you next week.